This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's go through the draft just a little bit, and we're going to be joined by... Danny Parkins of 670 the score coming up in just a little bit. That's sort of been the theme this week is going back and looking at some of the missteps when it comes to building the skill position players and how they've kind of found themselves where I don't think there are enough parts in the cupboard. They have done a really good job drafting elsewhere. I think they've drafted well on the offensive line. I think they drafted when they wanted to go get a backup tight end. They got one in Noah Gray. I think one of the problems with the Chiefs is I just don't think they've allocated enough resources to going to get dynamic skill position players. Rob, let's go back to the 2022 draft, the one that Sky Moore was in. That was a really good wide receiver draft class. Now, you're not upset because you took two really solid defensive players in that draft. You got Trent McDuffie. You also got George Karloftis. You don't apologize for either one of those two picks. You made two really strong picks. You got two of the better players, I would say, in the first round of that draft class. But, Rob, that wide receiver class is really strong. Drake London, who I think is a good player. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams. I'm still holding out hope for Jamison Williams. He had the injury, had the stuff off the field. I'm still holding out hope for Jalen Jamison Williams. Jahan Dotson was also in that draft class. And Traylon Burks, you remember Bink loved Traylon Burks. One point to me that I think should give Chiefs fans some optimism about the future is, I think this year's wide receiver crop is going to be really similar to 2022. You got Marvin Harrison, Keon Coleman. We can go up and down the list. There's going to be five to seven wide receivers that get drafted in round one in this upcoming NFL draft. I want the Chiefs to go grab one of them. We'll get an idea of who declares who is going to be available. But in 2022, there was one of those wide receivers that was available and you chose to go defense. That makes sense. Rob, what really hurts the Chiefs to me in 2022 when you look at that draft class were 
there was a run on wide receiver right there. George Pickens, which we all know. Also, Alec Pierce, who plays for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, there were three straight wide receivers that got taken, and they really went in order. George Pickens is the best wide receiver out of that group. Alec Pierce is second in that group. And then you got Sky Moore right there at third. So that first round wave, you don't feel that bad on missing on it. Sure, it would be great to have Garrett Wilson. You were never going to go up to 12 in the NFL draft. Chris Olave also wasn't very realistic for this organization. You certainly rather have you certainly rather have Trent McDuffie to me than have Traylon Burks. I'd rather have Trent McDuffie than Jahan Dotson. I think Jahan Dotson is a very good wide receiver, but I just think very highly of Trent McDuffie and what his ceiling is. What really hurt you that year was there was a run on wide receiver and you possibly more than likely got the worst out of the three. George Pickens went 52, Alec Pierce went 53, and Sky Moore went 54. I know what you're going to say. Well, they were off the board. You could have went up to go get one of those guys if you really wanted to. You also traded back. You made the decision to take Scott Moore overdrafting two receivers that were just better than him on the board. It's a good point, and I understand the point, but I feel like this year the Chiefs have to invest in a first-round pick. You're right. I think this class will have a ton of star power. You mentioned Keon Coleman. You mentioned Martin Harrison Jr. I think those guys are probably unlikely for the Chiefs. But even Johnny Wilson, Ricky Parasol, there are a lot of good wide receivers in this draft. And I think there's been a sense or a feeling over at One Arrowhead Drive that you can always find a wide out. They're a little bit dime a dozen-ish. You talked about it this year around the draft time. You had the take that maybe wide receivers becoming the new running back in the NFL and that you can find a quality one. You don't need a first round one. I think the Chiefs are bucking that trend and showing that you can't just find them. They aren't just available off the street. They aren't just on the scrap heap because you're going to need a quality player at that position. It's concerning to me the Chiefs in a 2022 draft had three shots in the first 60 picks to take a quality wideout. You're right. No one's mad at McDuffie. You're right. No one's mad at Karloftis, although doubling down with FAU is a little bit odd, but I was a fan of that pick too, so whatever. But you've had three chances in 2022, a strong wide receiver draft, and you walked away with the worst of the group, a group that includes Alec Pierce, who's even not that good himself. We can then go to the 2021 draft. Now, you didn't take a wide receiver in that draft class. That's not where you went. But you also got the worst wide receiver out of that group. That was Kadarius Tony's draft class. Let me read to you the wide receivers. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Kadarius Tony, Rashad Bateman. Those were the wide receivers that got drafted in round one that year. You got the worst one in that grouping, too. So if you look at 2022, the Sky Moore draft, you got one of the worst wide receivers that were used with premium picks. In 2021, almost the exact same thing happened. Now, you didn't use a first-round pick to acquire him. You used a third-round pick to acquire him. So obviously the asset is different, and how we have to talk about it is very different. I think more than anything, when I'm looking at this, it confirms what we all know. If the Chiefs next year spend the resources to go get a number one wide receiver and they use a first-round pick to go get one, the odds are really strong in their favor that it will work. Look at the last two, three years of draft class. We can go to this year's draft class in 2023 if you want. I mean, look at the wide receivers that were available in 2021 that if you wanted to spend a pick 
And it's not like you got to pick fifth to go get a really quality wide receiver. You can go get a really good wide receiver. You got Elijah Moore with the Jets. That was the third round pick. Rashad Bateman, I think, is a productive wide receiver. You can get production at the position. You just got to spend resources, really, to go get them. We don't even got to talk about 2020 with the running backs. The Chiefs got the first running back on the board in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Almost every running back that was taken after him is just a better player. I mean, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor was taken after him that year in the NFL draft. Cam Akers was taken a year uh, after him. J.K. Dobbins, I know he's battled with injury. A.J. Dillon was also in that draft class. I mean, if you want to find out kind of why, where they are when it comes to skill position players, the draft is usually going to tell you the story. Now, they obviously figured it out at running back with Isaiah Pacheco, but it's certainly great to have two of those guys, and especially if you're going to spend a major resource like a first-round pick to go get yourself a running back, you want to hit on it, and you got the worst out of the possible running backs. In 2021, you have a first-round pick wide receiver on your team. you got the worst one out of that group. And then two years ago, when you needed a wide receiver, when you went out to go get Sky Moore, you got the worst one in a grouping of wide receivers, and you maybe got the ninth or tenth best wide receiver in his draft class. And obviously, he hasn't developed in a way that you feel really comfortable with. I would say those draft classes also indicate another thing to me. Take multiple swings for the Chiefs' upcoming draft. You had the stat recently. They've only taken, what, three position player swings the last two drafts? Take multiple shots. You're right. The numbers are in your favor with the quality of upcoming draft class and look back at those draft classes. It is more than just one good player in the draft class of wide receiver, and they aren't just locked in at number one overall. They're everywhere. They're scattered around a little bit. But the Chiefs have missed enough where I would like to take them, see them take multiple swings. Don't just go get a one guy and think, hey, there's enough we got here. Go get multiple receivers in the upcoming draft because those numbers also highlight that in the first round of one year, you could have got a Justin Jefferson type. In the third round in the ensuing year, you could have got a George Pickens type. And two quality wideouts are better than one. It also takes the pressure off the one to be the hit if you take multiple shots at it. Yeah, text line 913-586-7610. See that I have a crazy thought. Maybe Brett Veach is average. I actually don't think that that's fair here. Like, I understand the criticism of Veach. I'm just looking at the way that they've drafted, and I think one of the problems, at least if we're talking about wide receiver, because they have obviously drafted very well in other places, they just haven't drafted enough. Like, they haven't drafted enough running backs. Like, you haven't taken enough swings at running back. You haven't taken enough swings at wide receiver. And if you're not going to take enough swings and you also aren't an organization that's willing to spend big money in free agency, you're rolling the dice a little bit. Now you obviously can hit on those things. Kadarius Tony wasn't working out in his first situation. You bring him in, you get him in for 50, 60 cents on the dollar. You make a trade to get him. He comes in here and work and you bought low and obviously got more than what you anticipated. I think we are seeing there is a reason why he was available. There's a reason why you got Kadarius Tony for so cheap. I think you see that on a week-in, week-out basis. There is a reason why there were nine wide receivers that got selected before Sky Moore was off the board for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think you are seeing some of those reasons why. When it comes to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, that's just an old-school miss. I mean, you wanted a running back. You had a chance to evaluate the entire board at running back, and you took the worst running back that was available. You took the worst one, like – there really ain't no justifying that one. Like, I can't really spin that one in a much different way. Now, again, it worked out. And they got Isaiah Pacheco. 
But, I mean, they took, a, they took a pretty big swing. They took a bigger swing at running back than they have at wide receiver at any point since Brett Veach has been here. They took a first-round swing on a running back, and they got the worst running back out of that entire grouping of running backs that you would even have considered taking that high up. You'd rather have DeAndre Swift. You'd rather have J.K. Dobbins. You'd rather have Jonathan Taylor. You'd rather have Cam Akers than have uh, Clyde, uh, Clyde Everett-Solaire. So that's sort of why where they are when it comes to the skill position players. They have taken some swings on the position. I'll never say they haven't taken swings. They haven't taken, I would say, very big swings at wide receiver. They also haven't taken enough swings. By the way, to further highlight the problem, do you know what the two picks right after Clyde Edwards-Hilaire were? So they took a running back in round one. T. Higgins was in that class. Yeah, exactly. T. T. Higgins Higgins and Michael Pittman Jr. were picks 33 and 34 that year. You know how I feel about running back in the first round. It's a fool's errand. We don't have to rehash all of that. But to really highlight the miss, not only did they pick the worst running back in that class, in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who, by the way, might be your starter on Sunday, they picked not only the worst running back, they missed on two guys that would be five-year players and be big-time assets at wide receiver right now for this team. T. Higgins or Michael Pittman Jr. would have been enormously better than whatever they have out there right now. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined by Danny Parkins of 670, the score in Chicago. We'll get his thoughts on Sunday Chiefs and Bills. We'll also play University of coming up later in the show. Keep it locked in right here. It's The Drive on 6th and Sports Radio, 6th and Sports.com, and the Odyssey app. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this on 6th and Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kansas City, it's Trent McDuffie. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we will play University Up. If you want a chance to win a pizza, we'll play the game here coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Let's head to the phone lines right now to be joined by my dear friend. In my opinion, he is one of the best sports talk hosts in the country with 670 to score in Chicago. He also is the co-host of First and Pod. Get that wherever you get your podcast from. His name is Danny Parkins, but not on this show. Park Park, what's good? Good afternoon, CDOT. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing great. So, Parkins, I actually just found out what the line was for Chiefs and Bills. I just hadn't taken a look yet. Normally, Kansas City is an auto fire at one and a half, but this game feels a little different against Buffalo. 
So what is your concern? Buffalo has extra rest. Kansas City still hasn't been able to figure things out. I thought after the bye they would get right. They are one and two after their bye. They are uh, two and three in their last five games. Something's just not connecting with this Kansas City team. I'm also looking at Buffalo where Kansas City is going to make the postseason. I don't know if Buffalo is. I think Buffalo is coming into this game the far more desperate and dangerous team. Yeah, you know, I, I think both teams are really desperate, honestly. You know, the, the Chiefs did not back up their offensive performance against Vegas, obviously, on national TV against the Packers. I think that there is some embarrassment there. I also think that there's plenty of legitimacy to the offense is what it is. Like, the receiving core is not going to get better. Maybe Rice will be a player in a couple of years, and he'll have some moments this year, but it's not going to be consistent. And Kelsey is tremendously effective in the short yardage and the short area stuff, but he's getting double teamed and he doesn't have the same explosiveness that he does. And the balance that we saw against Vegas with Pacheco having the big game has continued to be elusive for Andy Reid teams for the entirety of his tenure in both places. So when it happens, it's it's an added bonus, but it's not a staple of what's going on there. I think it was – I don't remember if it was gold or – if it was Cody, I don't remember who it was, who had the stat that Mahomes was on pace to have the best completion percentage of his career while his receivers were on pace to lead the league in drops. And it's an incredible stat, but it's also coming at the expense of the deep ball and the chunk plays because it's a lot of checkdowns and it's a lot of short stuff which inflates the completion percentage. Like, that's Derek Carr. You know, that's not what you necessarily assume that Pat Mahomes is going to be. And I'm not at all saying Mahomes is Derek Carr. I'm saying they've had to run their offense like a Derek Carr offense because the guys keep dropping the ball when they're down the field. So I do think that there's plenty for the Chiefs to prove that their offense can play at a high level. Buffalo is more desperate in terms of making the playoff. But in general, Pat Mahomes as a three-pointer less favorite, uh, I have no problem betting him in that spot. Buffalo is just as, if not more, unproved than the Chiefs are. That's what makes this game so interesting because there literally is anything that could happen. You could see Kansas City win this game 28-17. to Mahomes throws for 300 yards, two touchdowns, and puts himself back into the MVP conversation. Buffalo could win by that same vein. Or this is the game in which Patrick Mahomes could throw two interceptions. Josh Allen could have three interceptions and a fumble. This is the I have no clue what's going to happen game. Yeah, again, I I agree with you. And you should say that most are that in the NFL, but you at least have a script that they're more likely uh, to follow. I mean, this is just a – if the Chiefs lose this game, what do you think you're saying about them on Monday? Because I have a guess as to what it would be. But but what, what are you saying on Monday if the Chiefs lose? I mean, this has been my take this week. I don't feel much different about Kansas City, but I think the thing that I finally came to the realization is I'm not sure if Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Kelsey are going to be able to save this offense. Like, we've been playing football now for three months, and this offense is still outside the top ten, and the same problems that really hurt this team in week one against Detroit, they still continue to remain as we are heading into Christmas time. But I really want to see if this team can cut down the penalties and if this team can eliminate some of the turnovers and get to a positive turnover differential. So that's really what I'm looking for in a big picture sense. As I said, I still got Kansas City making the postseason. It's going to be very, very difficult for them to miss the postseason. 
Obviously, this team isn't as dynamic as before, but there's not many teams that I really like in the AFC. The only team that I really like in the AFC is Baltimore. I look at Miami. Miami hasn't beaten a lot of good teams this year. Jacksonville's quarterback is banged up. Kansas City's played Jacksonville three times in the last year, and they've won every single matchup. It feels like one of those years where anything could happen in the AFC, so I'm still holding out hope for Kansas City. All fair. But if they lose this game, I think it's going to be really tough to make the argument that the AFC Championship game is going to be at Arrowhead. And so that, even in in and of itself, you know, the Arrowhead Invitational, that is something that, you know, maybe a top seed loses. It's obviously not impossible. But you'll be going through those wide-open AFC playoffs without the comfort of home cooking and the Arrowhead crowd if it play if the bracket plays to form and now can they go to Baltimore and win of course uh can you is it going to be hard to pick against Mahomes and Reed with two weeks to prepare if they get into the Super Bowl sure people will always be able to make the case for them but if they lose this game I think it's going to be very difficult to make the case that what they've put on film and on record in 2023 resembles a great team they've had great moments they have great players, they have great coaches, but if they lose this game, it's going to be very tough to make the argument that the Chiefs deserve to be talked about among the favorites. Right now, we're talking to Danny Parkins of 670, the score in Chicago. He also is the co-host of First and Pod, one of my favorite NFL podcasts. The analogy that I made for Buffalo is Buffalo feels like that team that if they can get into the NCAA tournament, you don't want them in their region. We see there's that eight seed from a high major that was ranked high, very, you know, very high in the preseason, a team like Kentucky, a team like Arkansas last year, that if Buffalo can get in the tournament and if they can get right just because they have their starting quarterback and they do have the weapons that they have on offense, anything can happen with Buffalo, but they just got to make the postseason. Yeah, I think that that's right. And I mean, I like the cross sport analogy and you're great at them, but it's also, you don't even need it. Like, you could argue that the single best individual performance that anyone has had in the NFL this year was Josh Allen against Philly in a loss. He was incredible. He, that, that, was, that was a one-man, dynamic, best player on the field, best player in the league, felt like he was going to score every time he touched the ball. Now, I know they had the one big turnover, but he, he, he was – one of, if not the best individual players I've seen in the entire NFL this year in that spot in a big game against a good team that could easily be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. So, like, if Josh Allen plays like that, they're a scary team, just like we would say, you know, uh, in years past, like, you know, Baltimore's a scary team because Lamar Jackson, his best can be anyone's best. You know, we, when you have a great best player on the field type of quarterback, you're scary, and you're a, you're a live underdog as a low seed in the playoffs. So I, I agree that Buffalo is the type of team uh, that people would people would much rather see Cleveland or Pittsburgh uh, or a team like that at the bottom of the AFC compared to Buffalo. No question. Danny, this is actually one of the better NFL weeks that we've had in some time. When you look at the quality of matchups, you've got Colts, Bengals, Jaguars, Browns. You've got Rams and Ravens. Those two teams are obviously fighting for a playoff spot, Seahawks and Niners. 
We're not even talking Bears about Sunday. and Lions. That's not a game I'm worried about. I don't think anybody is worried about that. Then you got Sunday right, night. I just fo- thought you were going to mention it at some point. Go on. Sorry. No, you got it. And then we got Sunday night football between the Eagles and the Cowboys. This is one of the stronger NFL weeks that we've had in quite some time. Yeah, I mean, we had that week a few weeks back with the uh, when Chiefs Dolphins was uh, over in Germany, and we had a great game in each window, at least on paper. Uh, Seattle ended up getting blown out and kind of damaged like one, one of the windows, but it was still a good red zone window. So that that was that was a pretty special special run. We've had you know a week where four games have come down to to final field goals. So like sometimes the weeks that look good on paper end up being trash, and the weeks that look like trash end up being where you've got the closest games uh, that that are going. But this is pretty good. Um, listen, I was you know, really into Eagles Niners last week as like the game that everyone circled after the NFC championship game last year, made my biggest bet of the year on it, hammered the Niners at two and a half. It covered, um, I am into Eagles Cowboys, but not as into it as I was to that rematch uh, from last year. But that's clearly a marquee game where, you know, the winner will feel like they deserve to have their quarterback be the favorite for league MVP, that they'll be the favorite to win, uh, a marquee division in the NFL, and that they will be the true challenger to San Francisco for the NFC Championship game. So that is a it is a massive Sunday night football game. Like I'm not sure that I can totally get behind um, the Colts game as a great game. You know, like yes, Jake like Jake Browning against Gardner Minshew. I've I've got I've got to say that that's a great game. I know they both can you know uh, have respectable records and are good stories. But I don't know that I have to come on here and sell that game as being great. The Sunday night game is great. No, and all of that makes perfect sense. I'm just looking at it, and to me, very few weeks are there two teams that have equal playoff implications. Like, you'll have a team that, you know, a better team, and then they're going on the road, and they're playing a team that could be dangerous, could be sneaky. But this week, like Colts and Bengals, I mean, two teams that are right in the middle of the AFC wildcard picture. I mean, Cincinnati looked incredibly viable with Jake Browning. We'll see if he can keep that up and keep that momentum going. If the playoffs started today, Indianapolis would be there. That's what I'm talking about is this. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, like, like if, if the Ram, if the Ram, now it's a tough spot for the Rams, right? Like Baltimore's coming off a bye, but the Rams are playing much better. If they win that game, you'll think that they can make the playoffs, even though they're an underdog to make it right now. No one has any idea who's going to win the NFC South, and all four teams are playing each other, right? Panthers are playing the Saints. Uh, obviously, Panthers can't win it. Uh, Saints need to win that game and then Tampa and Atlanta are playing it and it's you know that that division could easily go to an eight win team this year depending on how they finish and who be two so yes there are there are I don't think I mean Vegas Minnesota you know off the top of my head I'm driving I'm not sure if I've got everything right but I think Vegas Minnesota is maybe the only game where you don't think either team is gonna make the playoffs so you know at least one team in each game has a pretty viable path uh, to the playoffs. And I don't even – what is Minnesota's record? I don't know if it is off the top of my head. But they, I, don't th- I don't think they're in Independence today. No, Minnesota is 6-6. Six and six. I mean, they are – right now Minnesota would be in the playoffs. Dallas would grab that five spot. Minnesota is in the sixth spot. And then Green Bay is in the seventh spot. There's just okay. not a lot of teams that are just eliminated in the NFL from the postseason. There's like four teams that have no chance of making the postseason, maybe five. Right, and Arizona, Arizona and Washington are on bye. So, you know, a couple of the teams that are – uh, are not are not playing this week, and we got a Monday Night Football doubleheader or split 
split game, double feature. So, uh, yeah, weird, weird week of NFL scheduling, but uh, minimal buys and maximum parity leads to at least one team in basically every game that thinks they can make the playoffs. Danny, I'll get you out of here with this because you and I, I don't think we've got a chance to talk about this all season. Are you buying into the in-season tournament? I enjoy the in-season tournament. I understand why people are looking at it as a gimmick because it is a gimmick. But all, to me, the only purpose of the in-season tournament was to add a little bit of zest to the NBA regular season and then to get these guys to play a little harder and get them to try to play for something. I think it's accomplished that. I've enjoyed the NBA in-season tournament so far. I think Monday and Tuesday were fine. Excited to see what happens today in the NBA. We'll see what matchup we get for Saturday. I like the in-season tournament. I'm curious how you've enjoyed it. I think there's no question it's worked. Uh, I think some of it's been funny, you know, like Giannis seemingly not knowing that they got a cash bonus just for making it uh, to this round in Vegas was funny. They asked Damian Lillard uh, if they should hang a banner for whoever wins it, and he said, I'm good, just give me the 500K. Like, these are guys with hundreds of millions of guaranteed contracts. Uh, Giannis not necessarily even knowing about it. Dame speaking to the financial incentive piece of it. I thought Tyrese Halliburton, who is a true superstar, you know, he played in his first ever game on TNT in the in-season tournament, and he was clearly jacked up for it and had that massive triple-double. So I think it's injected some life. I think LeBron has, you know, deserves credit. He's cared about it uh, from game one of it, and a lot of players in the league follow his lead. So I do think it has been a success. I'm curious what's going to happen with do they just revert right back to what we had seen in years past in the NBA regular season as soon as it ends. And, you know, mid-December and early January is kind of a slog of meaningless basketball. But that's okay. Like, it's, it has been something to talk about. It has been something to watch. The players have cared. The ratings have gone up. And uh, we've got some decent storylines out of it. And, you know, I think that Major League Baseball should try to copy something from the NBA to add some juice to their regular season because the NBA copied this from the Premier League. So, yes, I'm, I'm all for it. That is my guy, Danny Parkins, of 670 The Score in Chicago. For my money, he is one of the best sports talk hosts in the entire country. Also, check out his podcast, First and Pod. Danny, is there anything else to promote? You're doing everything. I mean, I hear you in the commercials more than I hear myself in the commercials. Well, you should talk to your sales staff about that. (laughs) Um, that, That's a terrible job by them. First and Pod is going to be airing on Saturdays on 610, which is exciting. Uh, But no, man, subscribe, rate, give us a five-star review, all of those things. Uh, You know, the data shows that the Kansas City, Pittsburgh are our top markets, but Kansas City is right there in a very respectable third place for first and pod. So I appreciate all the old listeners to drive and the people still follow me on Twitter uh, for checking it out. But it would be an amazing piece of bragging rights for me if Kansas City could overtake Pittsburgh as uh, our second most listened to market for the podcast. That's my guy, Danny Parkins of 670 The Score. Danny, I appreciate you. Anytime, buddy. Thank you. That is Danny Parkins joining us on the show today. Let's get you an update on Sean McDermott. For those of you that missed the quote from earlier, there is a story right now that is circulating about Sean McDermott. This is the quote. At St. John Fisher's College in Pittsburgh, New York, Bills coach Sean McDermott's morning address began innocently enough. He told the entire team that they needed to come together, but then sources on hand say that he used a very strange example, the terrorists on September 11th. He cited the hijackers as a group of people who were able to get on the same page 
to orchestrate attacks to perfection. One by one, Sean McDermott started asking players questions. Quote, what tactics do you think they use to come together? A young player tried to answer, what do you think their biggest obstacle was? A veteran answered TSA, which mercifully lightened the mood. No one could fathom this insanity. So you guys know how the media works. There is a story that is circulating about Sean McDermott in this. He was then asked about it. Here is his apology earlier today. I want to reference um, the team meeting that has been brought up. Uh, My intent in the meeting that day was to discuss the importance of communication and being on the same page with the team. I regretted mentioning 9-11 in my message that day, and I immediately apologized to the team. Not only was 9-11 a horrific event in our country's history, but a day but a day that I lost a good family friend. All right, Sean. All right. Now, I don't want to talk about this for too much, but just when you when you say something as ridiculous as the original comment, just we all understand the seriousness and importance of 9-11. All of us have been affected by 9-11 in various ways, right? Like all of us have been like we all, we all understand this as Americans. I would say there's also things like I don't believe in political correctness in the way that some of you do or cancel culture in the way that you do. Like, I think we have a lot of examples of that's just not really being a thing. And we treat this like some kind of boogeyman. Like, I just don't believe it in the way that some of you do. And that's fine. But I would say, regardless of what side you are on this issue, we all agree that there are some examples that you probably just shouldn't use. You shouldn't use the Holocaust in your examples. It will probably go really poorly for you if you do that. You shouldn't use slavery in your examples. You shouldn't use Pearl Harbor in your examples. You shouldn't use 9-11. There was a way to communicate that message to your team in a way that is certainly more effective than using the togetherness of the hijackers on 9-11 to prove your point. There can't be. You can't on one side tell me how terrible of a day this wasn't how you lose somebody and then casually use that as an example to your football team to come together they both can't be true in my opinion this is a pretty ridiculous controversy in the national football league like it's ridiculous that he was even in this situation and don't even get me started on von miller and the hypocrisy right now of the nfl i am not saying that this is a chiefs thing because it obviously is just not a chiefs thing But just as someone who follows the NFL and is a fan of the National Football League, their inconsistency on just about everything is by far and away the most frustrating thing about the league. Roughing the passer in week two isn't the same as roughing the passer in week three. Intentional grounding, pass interference. I mean, we're just talking about the rules, let alone till we get to off the field stuff. Justin Ross still isn't back on the team. And I'm not condoning in any way what Justin Ross did. I think the league handled it correctly. He was in a domestic dispute with the woman. They then sat him down. They got more information. That's what you're supposed to do. Von Miller was charged with the class F felony of assaulting a pregnant woman. And it's going to be up to the team if he plays or not. You know what decision the team is going to make. They're going to play him. You want to know how I know? They said it two days ago. Can you give us your thoughts on the, on the 
Mr. Brandon spoke to it. Can you give us your thoughts on the bond situation? Yeah, I know Brandon addressed it, um, and that's where we're at. Um, so um, I don't see a need to address it after it's already been addressed. Sean, how do you handle it in the locker room, given uh, the nature of the charges and that this is the, the third time he's been accused of something in this realm? Yeah, I, I respect where you're coming from, Tim. Again, it's it's been addressed. Um, Brandon spoke on it. I'm focused on this practice right now. I understand the frustration as an NFL fan and the rules being so inconsistent. This is why Jerry Jones got mad when it came to Ezekiel Elliott. Hold on. The, this isn't. It's inconsistent. They were quick with Justin Ross. Instant. Justin Ross got on trouble on a Monday. He was suspended Wednesday morning. He couldn't even go to the facility. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me come, let me come talk to you. Instant. They suspended him. Von Miller is alleged to push around a pregnant woman. Oh, well, I mean, we got to let the legal process play itself out. I mean, we can't. I mean, we can't get in the middle of that. I mean, we got to. I mean, what can we do here? Like, come on now. This this happens every single year in the National Football League. It's just frustrating. Von Miller shouldn't be allowed to play. This isn't a Chiefs opinion. This isn't a Bills opinion. This should be an NFL opinion. The league has been very clear, at least I thought they were, on violence against women. And now a prominent player, one that we know, one that's going to the Hall of Fame, one that people have heard of that bought his jersey. Now he's in the middle of it. And now the rules are very different for him than it was for Justin Ross, who was in this same situation a month ago. The league is just not clear, not concise, not consistent when it comes to violence against women and just rules in general, which is, in my opinion, problem number one with the NFL. I understand this year that the quarterbacks have been hurt. I get that. That's a cyclical thing. It goes up and down. This year, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are hurt that have affected the quality of play. I think we all understand that as NFL fans. There's nothing you can do about that. You can't control that if you're the league. You can't control this stuff with Von Miller. And the fact that one of your star players is attached to a headline in which he is alleged to have assaulted a pregnant woman, the fact that that has a headline is attached to him and that you guys aren't going to do anything about it and his ability to play on Sunday is sick. We need callers, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. It is time to play University of. You guys know the rules. You win, you get a prize. If not, we hang up on you. Keep it right here, so drive. Hey, Chiefs fans, it's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. The Drive, brought to you by the Deep Esquale Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. game that is sweeping the nation in popularity. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Time to play University Of on the Drive. All right, this game is very, very simple. I'm going to give you a player. I'll say Patrick Mahomes. You tell me what college he went to. If you get four out of five, we give you a large pizza from our friends at the other place. If you don't, tell them what happened, Rob. We hang up on you. It's that simple. Cody, are you ready to play University of? Yes, sir. What college did O.J. Simpson go to? O.J. Simpson? Yes. Um, I'm not sure. What college did Frank Gore go to? Um, man, I'm not good at this game. I'm sorry. Cody. Cody. He said, I'm not good at this game. You were the first one to call. You heard pizza and just ran to the phone lines. Josh, you ready to play the game? Yes, sir. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson went to USC. Frank Gore. Frank Gore went to the University of Miami. Josh Allen. Josh Allen went to the University of Wyoming. Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas went to Oklahoma State. Correct. He put you on hold there. Josh smoked that round of University of Andrew, you heard what Josh just did. Are you confident in your ability? I don't know. We'll see. Sammy Watkins. Uh, LSU. Incorrect. Bruce Smith. Uh, South Carolina. Mm, Andrew. I got to do it. I didn't want to do it, Andrew. I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it. Trenton, are you ready to play? I am. Sammy Watkins. Clemson. Bruce Smith. Virginia Tech. Correct. EJ Manuel. Uh, Florida State. Correct. Last one. You need this. We were just talking about him. Von Miller. Texas A&M. Correct. Let me put you on hold there, Trenton. Salute to you. Go ahead and get that pizza. Get yourself a pizza. Lance, you ready to play? Yep, I'm ready. Tyrod Taylor. I and he went to uh, Ohio State. He did not go to Ohio State. Uh, Brandon Spikes, former linebacker. Takeo Spikes' son. Uh, man, I'm gonna fail on this one, but I'm gonna say USC. Oh, Lance, that's his son. That's the Ko Spikes' son. I don't, I don't think that's. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think right. that's his kid. The ages wouldn't add up. Yeah, I don't think that's his kid. Takeo Spikes had the league in like. But we also 08. saw Brandon Spikes. He was in that documentary. I don't want to say which team it was because we're going to ask you that question. Yeah. He was in that documentary. That, that, this pops wasn't Takeo Spikes. I should have hung up on you for that. Spreading false information on the drive. Someone's going to go home like, oh, I heard on the radio. No, you didn't hear that from me or Rob. We only got one more person that wants to play Unity University. We have like 15 more players left in the game. No one wants that Bill's smoke. 
Xavier, you're the only one. This might be the end of University Up. No one wants to play. Everybody on the text line loves making fun of the callers. No one actually wants to play the game. That pressure. That, that's what it's, Xavier. Let me just, you know what, Xavier? I'm going to give you the pizza anyway, Xavier. That pressure. That's what he said. He knows. All right, nah, Xavier, hold on. You got to earn the pizza. You can't talk ah. like that then not earn the pizza. No, <laughs> you got to earn the pizza. Z-O-U. All right, Tyrod Taylor, where do you go to school? Montech. He did. Cole Beasley. Oh, Beasley. I'm going to throw one at you, Cole Beasley. Right. Oh, man, I don't, I don't even know. I ain't going to hurt you. All right, Jim Kelly. Oh, uh, Jim Are you going to also yeah, I'm going old school. I'm throwing everything in there. Jim Kelly went to four Super Bowls. What college did Jim Kelly go to? Miami. Oh, he did go to Miami. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ed Oliver. Oh, dang. I know where uh, Ed Oliver, Buffalo. That's incorrect. He did not go to Buffalo. He plays currently on Buffalo. Didn't go to Buffalo. Xavier did all that yapping about pressure. And what did he do when the pressure happened? He wasn't ready for the pressure. I'm not going to lie to you. When what say, do you know about pressure? When people say M-I-Z and fail, it warms my heart. <laughs> Someone on the text line said, I didn't know what I was doing. I just want to be on the radio. You know what, Cody? <laughs> I, you know, I appreciate that. Someone said, why did the callers call in? That guy obviously just wanted to hear his voice on the radio. He just wanted to tell his friends, yo, I was on the drive earlier today. I mean, he wasn't playing for the pride. He was playing for the love of the game, man. He wasn't playing for the pizza. Not at all. He wasn't playing for the pizza, man. I love that. All right. Coming up at the top of the hour, we have very serious Chiefs and Bills things to get into. If you missed it earlier today on CNBC News, they had a financial analyst, and she was asking, you know, hey, why are the numbers down financially? And she said, well, it's sports gambling. That's why the numbers are down. Listen to this. It's all young men. And I parallel that with or dovetail that with Pew Research, which says that 63% of young men are single. And that's the highest it's ever been. And 50% of those young men have no interest in dating, not even casually. And 30% of those men or 30% of young men say they have not had sex in over a year and don't seem to care. So the point being- they're getting pleasure out of sports betting instead. Sports bet, well, (laughs) sports betting now through technology is as easy as buying something, ordering a pizza online or shopping online. And what you see is uh, young men who've grown up with gaming are used to doing everything on their phone and now they can do all sorts of betting on their phone. You can do, uh, you know, real-time parlays on on their phone during a game. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, it's your fault. You have put the parlay on a pedestal. And that is what's wrong with our economy right now. That's your problems. You care more about betting than the babes. And that's your issue. That's what's wrong with you young people today. You and them damn video games and your hip-hop music. That's what's wrong with you. And now they've made betting even easier for you. You on there talking about parlays and plus 350. I don't know what that means. 
Get out and spend some of that money in this economy. Go buy a house. Go start a family. You know, don't buy a house. Build a house with your own hands the way our grandfathers used to. Our grandfathers would never have bet the under in the Iowa games. Our grandparents loved to bet, too. They just did it differently. They called it the numbers. They was betting the numbers back then. They drove down to the uh, local prohibition. Was it the, what's it, what, what are the things called? It's like a speakeasy. Sneak in there, get some whiskey, and play the numbers. <laughs> I mean, let me ask you this question. What makes you happier in your life? Is it hitting that three-leg parlay or making your fiance happy? Which gives you a greater joy? Like, when you are sitting there, you're watching KUMU, and you make a same-game parlay. Do you get more joy seeing that hit? or when your girlfriend smiles based off something that you did. Well, Carrington, I'm happily engaged and she probably listens to the show. So I will confidently oh, here say, you go. I will confidently you say go. it's the, obviously it's making my fiance happy. <laughs> Caroline, he's lying to you. I have never experienced joy from a three leg parlay. Not a once. I've seen Rob bet $10 on a random NCAA tournament game. And he's sweating it out. Like his rent depends on it. Don't let Rob lie to you. Don't let him share these falsehoods. I'm here to tell you the truth. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk about Isaiah Pacheco, who didn't practice on Wednesday, didn't practice yesterday. What does it mean if he can't play on Sunday for the Chiefs? Keep it right here, Sidrath. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.